You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. This week's message comes to us from our senior high and young adults pastor, Pastor Stefan Watson. Have a listen. Be with us this morning. In the next few moments as we look into your word, would you be with us? In your name I pray, amen and amen. High five three people before you sit down three people make sure it's three not two not four three come on three is a number of the trinity holiness so we're you know we're out here acting all we thank you worship team thank you thank you thank you how's everybody doing this morning everybody all right everybody good listen i don't have a clock up here this morning so i'm just letting y'all know that off the bat um, so I have a tendency sometimes to be long-winded, so I'm just telling you all this right now, but Pastor Jeff said, hey, Stefan, we're here for a good time, not a long time this morning, and I said, okay, PJ, so I cut my sermon down from two hours to one and a half today, amen. I, I heard one amen, so I guess that's only... Only one person's here for it. Woo, Christmas, guys. What a beautiful Christmas we had, no? There is no snow on the ground. I think that it's not that cold. Walked outside yesterday with my winter jacket on. I was like, wow, I don't even need this. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you so much. You know, I was, as I was preparing for this message uh, this morning, well, I wasn't preparing it this morning. I was preparing for it beforehand. That... Uh, uh, Sorry, that, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. As I was preparing this message, I realized something. We are at the end of a decade. Isn't that crazy? Can you remember where you were 10 years ago? No? Some of you? Some of you cannot? All right. Uh, I was thinking about that. 10 years. Man, 10 years. Then I started looking at Facebook, and I went through my pictures. I went through my wife's pictures. I pretty much look the exact same. Um, so I was going through Facebook, and I was like, wow, Facebook has changed in 10 years. Uh, Shelly, could you put up that first picture for me? Look at this dashing family right here. Here's the thing. This picture is from 10 years ago. Jeff and Helen actually look exactly the same. Uh, they have not aged. The three gentlemen there, though, they definitely are not, nobody is rocking that beanie anymore. Um, what an awesome, that's a really good family picture. Uh, if you guys just look at Keenan, Carter, and Kyle, you'll notice they do not look like that anymore. Uh, but Jeff and Helen look exactly the same. That was 10 years ago. All right, Shelly, the next picture. Whoa, wow. So you guys probably don't know who is who. One of them is Carly. The other one is Stephanie. Stephanie is not here for this public embarrassment, probably for her. Uh, I, you know, I was like, okay, perfect. They're going to be here, but then Steph's not here. But oh, well, tough break. Anyway, so that's 10 years ago. And then, Shelly, the next picture we have, oh, look at Carly now. Look at that. Look at that. That's awesome. Um, I think I got a couple more. You can't publicly embarrass people without being able to embarrass yourself. And so the next picture, this I had to find this picture on Instagram. So sorry that it looks so bad. Uh, this is Jamie and I, like 10 years ago. I have, okay, let me tell you a story. I've lightened up a bit. Um, some of you will get that 
Some of you may not. Um, so if you ever talk to Jamie, she'll tell the story of how when we were in, in youth together, and you know, I would wear a little Blackberry. Remember Blackberries? I'd rock a Blackberry and have the pouch on my side. And in this picture, I'm actually wearing the pouch on my side uh, because that's how I rocked the style back in the day. Y'all know what I'm talking about, fam? Anyway, um, and then Shelly, the next picture, 10 years later, here we are. Uh, I clearly was not ready for this picture. My wife looks beautiful, and she's carrying our child. So that is awesome. <laughs> 10 years, 10 years, a decade, and, you know, it's very interesting. I was looking at some other things, and, you know, 10 years ago, we had wired headphones, and now most people have wireless headphones. Isn't that crazy? 10 years ago, people liked using a BlackBerry, and now I don't know of anybody who actually uses a BlackBerry anymore. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Sorry, somebody. Sorry, Sorry about all that. I didn't mean to put you on blast like that. Um, you know, hey, if you want to use a BlackBerry, that's totally okay, I believe. And here we are at the end of another year. I don't want to be long this morning. I don't want to belabor the point. Uh, and I've got some practical stuff for you. That's why there's no notes in your bulletin, because I've given you homework. You know, last year, we looked at resolutions for a new year. We looked at some, th some things that we can do differently to improve our walks with the Lord, to, to walk differently. And if you remember those five points, you are a champion because I remember them too. I have the benefit of actually looking up my notes uh, and looking at them. But I'm not going to go through them all this morning. Uh, we looked at, you know, what we can do to improve and how we can be better followers of Jesus. And I was looking at that, and I was looking through the last decade, and I was thinking about my walk with the Lord in 10 years, and just where God has brought me, where God has moved me. It's kind of crazy that 10 years ago, uh, didn't expect to be here 10 years later, and yet here we are. And we, we love being here, my wife and I, we've actually been talking about this recently, like we just love being at SBC, we love, this is our home, this is the best church in the world, thank you. I knew somebody would, would shout amen to that. I love our pastors, Jeff and Helen. They're tremendous, and their kids as well. I guess I got to give them all three of them love. Love our, our pastors, Jeff and Helen. Just thankful for, for the opportunity, opportunity that they allow for me. You know, if you see a turtle on a fence post, chances are the turtle didn't get there by itself. Just saying, someone has to help someone out, and I'm just thankful for the investment in my life and in Jamie's life that Jeff, Pastor Jeff and Helen have made. Just thinking about 10 years. You know, some other things that came up when I was thinking about, you know, the last 10 years of my life and just in life in general. You know, the Maple Leafs have lost to the Boston Bruins three times in the last 10 years in the playoffs. Sorry, no? Nobody? All right, sorry about that. You know, the Toronto Raptors are, your, are, are world champions. Uh, the Maple Leafs have not won anything. Uh, the Blue Jays gave us a run. I think we, we've seen a lot of great things happen, but we've also seen some, some down things happen in our lives. We've had some downs. We, you know, we have ups and we have downs. And this morning, I'm going to look at someone who probably experienced a lot of ups and downs in the Bible. Someone who went through some stuff. Someone who, who had to fight, who had to run. You know, I was in the gym 
on Christmas morning because, listen, you got to clang and bang every day. You can't, you can't skip out. And I was in the gym, and I was looking around. I was like, these are the same people that were in the gym in May and in June and in July. And I know that next month the gym will probably be filled with people who, you know, decided that they're going to start working out. And then by the time January 12th rolls around, they will not be working out anymore. Resolutions, we, we tend to make them, but they don't stick. So I don't have a resolution for you guys this year. I have a challenge for you, and we'll get to it before we leave this morning. See, I think we get to the end of a year, and we take inventory of how the last year went. We look back on our lives. We, we have a reflective moment at some point in time. You know, we might say, man, that was a really tough year. We might have gone through some stuff personally. We, we like to look back. We like to reflect. But this morning, I want to look at one man who, who looked back and reflected, and everything boils down to three words. This, this man that we're going to look at, his name is King David. He's known worldwide, King David. People who don't, have never read the Bible will invoke the name of David, you know, when we talk about David versus Goliath. People who have no idea about the story of David will talk about David versus Goliath. It's kind of crazy. We know that David had this crazy battle with Goliath. We know that David had some, some interesting things go on in his life. So I want to look at First um, Samuel. Just a really brief, small portion of scripture. Uh, it's our first verse this morning. It says this. First uh, Samuel chapter 19, verse 11. Here is King Saul. He says, uh, we find ourselves in the story. Then Saul sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But Michal, Michal, uh, one of the two, David's wife warned him, if you don't escape tonight, you will be dead by morning. Man, it trips me out when there is no back screen, PJ. Oh, man. So here, let me break down this story for us. We have David, we have a man named Saul, and we have Michal. Funny story, Michal, David's wife, is the daughter of Saul. Saul wants to kill David. I don't know if you've got problems. Uh, if you're married and your father-in-law wants to kill you, I'm just going to point out that not everything is going okay. There might be a couple things that need to be resolved there. So we have this issue. And Michelle, she warns David, and David escapes. And David runs away from his home. He runs away from his wife. He runs away from his kids. He has to get away because there are men outside looking to kill David. It's not a, yo, hold him, and when I get there, then we're going to do the ting. No, they are outside, and it is an on-site thing. Let me tell you what on-site thing means. Now, if you have beef with somebody... And you say, yo, when I see you, it's an on-site ting. What you're saying is, the, the second I look, put my eyes on your head top, we're fighting. All right? So that's what David has on his head right now. Saul's like, yo, it's an on-site thing. When you see him, kill him. Don't wait. Don't hold back. Run it. That's, that's literally the translation if the Bible were written today. My head, sometimes, guys, you just, you just need to know. Saul, oh. Pray for my baby. Uh, Saul, Saul wants to kill David, and David, David escapes. He runs away. He runs to a place called Ramah, where the prophet Samuel is. And here's what David writes in Psalm chapter 25, verse 8. It'll be on the screen in a moment. But 
David writes this psalm in this moment where he's escaping, running away for his life. He says, the Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. Hold on a second. Help me out here for a moment. David's father-in-law has a bounty on his head. For him to be dead, whenever he is seen, David escapes, and he writes, the Lord is good. But I'm running away, didn't have a chance to grab clean clothes, and we're in in the same clothes for two days. But the Lord is good? I don't know what kind of year you've been through. I don't know what kind of decade you've been through. Maybe you've had some ups, maybe you've had some downs. But I want you to remember these words for the next 12 months, for the rest of your life, really. The Lord is good. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, that chocolate brother up there wants me to let you know that the Lord is good. Some of you guys were were laughing too much. I'm your brother from another mother. So listen, look at your other neighbor and say, hey, other neighbor, if you got nobody beside you, just, just yell at somebody and say, hey, yo, the Lord is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's David in this situation where he's running away, where he's gotten, he has to hide from his father-in-law who wants to kill him, and he writes, the Lord is good. David had some ups and he had some downs, but whenever things got too crazy, he always remembered that the Lord is good. You used to say all the time in church that God is good. That's where I can tell what the Christians are right now. God is good. And all the time, you see, David had that probably in his mind that, yes, I'm running away, but I've seen too many things that God has done for me to forget that God is good. If you're here this morning, you're able to breathe, then God is good. If you woke up this morning, God is good. You're able to get in your car, get on the bus, get a ride. God is good. You might have stubbed your toe. God is good. Might have forgotten something at home. God is good. May not have gotten your order right at Starbucks, but God is good. You know, I, I, that is my sermon title this morning if you haven't gotten it yet. God is good. So here is David. He's running away. That's the first scene in David's life. I want to take you to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. It's not going to be on the screen because I didn't want to put the whole thing for you. Let me just break down what is happening, though. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, David is old. He's ripe. He's, he's ready to go. He's old. He, he's lived a life. And David has said to the Lord, God, I want to build a temple for you. And God says, no, David. You won't build the temple for me. But what I will do is establish your line. Someone from your house will sit on the throne. And so David draws up the plans. And they get to this sort of ceremonial thing where David hands off the plans and hands off essentially the kingdom to his son Solomon. 
he, he, he hands off the plans of the temple. He hands off the kingdom. David has served well. He's had some ups. He's had some downs. And what we see here is twofold. The first is that God is fulfilling a promise to David that his line will sit on the throne. Because ultimately, from that throne will sit the king of kings, Jesus Christ. But secondly, what we're seeing here is that there is a really beautiful scene happening. David has lived this life. Everything is good. There's been some wars, but everything is okay in this moment. Everything is good. And I want to take you from 1 Chronicles chapter 28, where David is, is presiding over this ceremonial thing and all this is happening. I want to take you to Psalm chapter 145, verse 9. And in this moment, here's what David writes. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. You see, when things are good, David writes, the Lord is good. When things are bad, David writes, the Lord is good. See, as we walk into a new year, not everything is going to go the way we want it to go. But the Lord is good. David has this opportunity to look back on it all, look back on his life, to reflect. And he's looking forward and looking backward all in one moment. And the Lord is good. He's giving thanks. He's, he's praising. He's blessing the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for you are good. I wonder this morning, would we have that same ability? In the moment when things are good and things are bad, will we be able to say the Lord is good? See, I often think that sometimes we get so caught up in the moment that we forget that the Lord is good. So we're here this morning at the, the end of a year, end of a decade, and the Lord is good. He's a faithful God. Why do we say that the Lord is good? You know why? Because we need to keep reminding ourselves of the God that we serve that he is good. When things are going well, the Lord is good. When things are going bad, the Lord is good. When I am on the mountaintop, the Lord is good. When I'm in a valley, the Lord is good. You may have walked through the toughest year of your life, but guess what? God is good. You may have had the best year of your life. God is good. We need to keep reminding ourselves of the God of whom we serve, that he is good good. No matter what comes your way in a new year, God is good. No matter who loves you, God is good. No matter who hates you, God is good. And here's why he's good. Because he saw fit to send his son, Jesus, into this world because he loves you. And he gave you the opportunity to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And because of that, we can say, God is good. He sent his Holy Spirit to help us on a daily basis because God is good. 
Not every plan that we make may work out, but God is good, and his plan is better for us. King David, he shows us exactly what that looks like in our lives, that we remember in the moment that God is good, that God loves us, that he has a better plan for us, that he knows the beginning from the end, that he holds time in his hand, and when our, we put our trust in God, we have a confidence in something greater than anything on this earth. Some will trust in chariots. Some will trust in horses. Some will trust in a bank account. Some will trust in a cell phone. But we will trust in the name of the Lord. When life gets rough, say it with me, God is, when life is grand, God is good. When the bank account says zero, when the bank account says a million, if your bank account hits a million, just remember, remember your boy. In the middle of a storm, when it's all sunshines and rainbows, you know, we need to move into a new year. Forget saying Happy New Year when the clock hits 12. Why don't we say God is good? And then you can say Happy New Year. But first and foremost, God is good. You see, no matter what comes your way in 2020 or in 2021 or for the rest of your life, you will know that God is good. You might lose a job, but God is good because he has a better job lined up for you. He who started a good work in you, he will see it to completion. There's a whole Bible full of promises that remind us that God is good. He's good all the time. I don't have a clock, so I'm just going to keep on rolling here. I want to tell you the story. Worship team, you can join me on stage. I want to tell you the story. And I'm going to lay out our God is good challenge. See, Pastor Jeff gave you the kindness challenge earlier. A few weeks ago, I'm going to give you the God is good challenge. Uh, in a moment, the ushers are going uh, to come by, and they're going to hand you some paper. And I want you to take it home with you. I want you to write on it. You'll have uh, space. You'll be able to write, write down some stuff. I want to read you the story. It says, As one of God's faithful missionaries, Alan Gardner, he experienced many physical difficulties and hardships. He experienced many difficulties during, during his time. He was serving God and he was serving and, and he was a missionary uh, across overseas. And despite his troubles, despite everything that he went to, he said, while God gives me strength, failure will not daunt me. In 1851, at the age of 57 years old, he died of disease and starvation while serving on Picton Island at the southern tip of South America. When his body was found, his diary was nearby. It showed the record of his hunger, his thirst, his wounds, and his loneliness. 
it, his diary, it showed that he struggled with being able to write. It showed that his hands were, were shaking as he wrote, and some of it was ineligible. But this part they could read. This part was very, very readable. He read this, I am overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. That in a, in a lifetime of sickness, of loneliness, starvation, of loss, I'm overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. This morning I, I have, I gave you no notes, but I gave you a, a practical activity. To last you through the rest of the year and to take you into the new year. In the moment, the ushers are, or ushers, you can start passing them out. But it simply says two phrases on it. It says, in 2019, God was faithful with or in. And in 2020, I'm trusting God with. Here's why. Because I want you to look back and reflect on how good God has been to you. You may not have won everything you wanted. May not have won every battle. But God is good. And when you see that God is good, it's going to help you to remember that when the storms come in the new year, because guess what? Storms will come. But when they do come, God is good. There is no God like our God. Nobody else can, can say that their God is good. But we can because, one, our God is real. And our God is good. There's a whole book in the Bible called the book of Hebrews that just shows people's faith in God and how God is good. No matter what you're battling with, no matter what's coming your way or what has come your way in 2019 or in the last decade, when you stand here, when you look back, when you reflect on your life, three words, God is good. And all the time, God is good. And because of that goodness, you're going to be able to see his goodness in the future. Stand to your feet this morning. Maybe you're here and you've, you've probably battled some. Maybe you're here and you've been through some stuff. I'm here this morning just to tell you that God is good. And what you've gone through is just preparation for what God is going to take you to. We serve a good, good father. So if you're here this morning, and yeah, you've battled through some tough times. Maybe you've walked through some things. And you say, Stefan, Pastor Stefan, I want to know more about this God that is good. Let me tell you the first step is accepting 
his son, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. When you accept Jesus, you make him king of your life. Then you can say, Jesus is king and God is good. That's why he sent his son. The total outpouring of how good God is. So if that's you this morning, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here this morning, you say, I need to take that first step. Or maybe you're here and you just need to return back to the Lord. Maybe you're here and you, you've sort of walked away, but, but you remember that God is good. You know that God is good. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I need a Savior. Be my God. Be my King. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. And from this day forward, I am saved. Amen. Amen. Listen, the band's going to take us into worship, but if you just pray that prayer for the first time, would you please find myself or Pastor Jeff and just tell us and, and just let us know your decision to follow Jesus. We want to be able to pray for you. We want to be able to get you pointed in the right direction. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you don't want to come talk to us, find yourself a Bible, go on the internet and read the book of John. It tells us of, of Jesus and his love for us. You've been listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stouffville Pentecostal Church, including service times, ministries, and other events happening, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Before we go, we want to take the time out to wish you a very happy new year, and we can't wait to see all that God has in store for you in 2020.